And then then as she evolved and kind of got to go back to more and more normal things, Rainbow Family sort of became like a leverage tool. Like, can I have a piece of candy? No. Well, my Rainbow Mom... My rainbow mom lets me candy whenever I want and however much I want. It's like, you know, a teenager who's like, well, so-and-so's mom lets them do that. You know, (laughs) that's sort of what it was. Like, oh, well, rainbow mom doesn't make me do chores. Rainbow mom doesn't get mad when I hit my brother. (laughs) Rainbow mom was just real chill. Welcome to the Mama I Hear You podcast, stories for moms by moms. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Jamie Evans, and I have two boys, four and seven. This is a place where we get to laugh together, hang out together, and share our stories. Today's story is about a three and a half year old named Nora and her imaginary rainbow family. Nora's rainbow family helped her navigate the isolation periods during the beginning of COVID and even death as COVID got worse. And then eventually her rainbow family became a leverage tool she'd try to use with her human mom named Caitlin because everything about rainbow family was super, super cool. Caitlin has three kids, an eight-year-old, five-year-old, and a two-year-old. My oldest is our son, and then we have two sassy sisters, as he likes to say. <laughs> Does he call them? He the sassy calls sisters? them the sassy sisters. He's not wrong. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are sassy, um, but yes, they they're great. They're fantastic. So this story starts right at the beginning of COVID when everyone was being told to isolate at home with their families. Really one in four Americans were under orders. No weddings, in-person services, or even parties. Because I was very, very pregnant with our third at the time, our OB was like, you are sort of in isolation, no outside contact for anyone in your household. Yours does not end, you know, like until, until we kind of know more. Because Caitlin was pregnant at the time and then eventually had this brand new baby at home, they stayed totally isolated as a family for quite a while. About two months into this family quarantine... Nora, their middle daughter, who is three and a half years old at the time, calls for the family's attention at dinner. One night at dinner, she like announces that she has something to tell us and she has this story. And my oldest like rolls his eyes and he goes, here we go. So she has always been like a very verbose storyteller. We would call her story Nora Adventures because you just sort of never knew where they were going, right? They're very long and very nonsensical. And even if you're actively listening and trying to like ask questions and follow the plot, there is none, right? So we always just, it was always an adventure. You just never knew where you were going when she started telling her stories. At the time, her daughter Nora was super into this cartoon on Netflix called True in the Rainbow Kingdom. She loved all things unicorns, sparkles, mermaids. She's a girly girl. So everyone at the dinner table gets really quiet to hear what Nora wants to tell them. And 
She goes, I am not really a part of this family. We're like, oh, <laughs> like, tell us more. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I am part of my rainbow family. And we are like, oh, okay. So she like announces that she has this rainbow family and she has a rainbow mom, dad, brother, and grandma. And she lives with them. She goes and lives with them at night. They live in the clouds and they ride unicorns and they have pet dinosaurs. Even though Nora had her rainbow family, she still chose to visit the important humans in her life as well so they wouldn't get disappointed. She told her mom that she just comes and visits us during the day and spends time with us so that we're not sad and we don't miss her. It's funny because like I basically Gracie with my presence. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were like, so you dreamt that you had a rainbow family? She goes, no, they're my real family. And you guys, I just come and like spend time with. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> I guess, you know, like what, what are we supposed to say? So... Rainbow family always on some fantastic adventure that is way cooler than what we're doing, you know, in our daily lives. In the early days, like when we were kind of in our like isolation period uh, leading up to and sort of like after the birth of her youngest sister, that is kind of when they went on like their adventures. And my husband and I were like, oh, well, this is probably just her way of coping with being in lockdown. You know, because basically her rainbow family sounded like everything we did as a family before COVID. And so we were just like, yep, this must be like her way of coping. And like two or three times a week at dinner time, we'd hear all about everything she did with her rainbow family that day or that, you know, the night before. And they're always going on these like fantastic adventures and doing all of these fun things. And like Rainbow Mom is always doing something fun and fantastic with her. And so if I didn't know any better, right, Rainbow Mom would have given me a complex because she was, she's (laughs) way cooler than I am. But... I kept telling my friends, like, well, Rainbow Mom gets her game for me because she always does things that I did with her, like, two weeks ago. Did you guys, like, have discussions, like, at dinner? I would say, like, oh, tell me how it was visiting Grandma's house. Was it like, oh, tell me how it was visiting Rainbow <laughs> How was your Rainbow family? I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, how's your Rainbow family? I mean, I'm sure sometimes just to, like, poke the bear in for our own entertainment, you know, my husband and I would probably, like, prompt her. Uh, but for the most part, she brought up the Rainbow family herself because it was usually in like conjunction with something she was hoping to do, right? So if she wanted to go to the zoo, the Rainbow family had just gone on some like fantastic zoo adventure or something, you know, or something similar, which made her think up or have this like spontaneous, not so spontaneous idea that we should go do something like that. So usually it was her bringing it up, but I'm sure every once in a while we'd be like, so how's your, how's your rainbow? How's rainbow mom? She take you to get your nails done lately? (laughs) Even when Caitlin would do something fun with her daughter, it was still pretty hard to compete with what Nora's rainbow family could offer her. Usually their adventures were like a lot more fantastic because they lived in the clouds. So like they got to ride their unicorns to 
It's hard it to is, match. It is hard. It's a pretty big <laughs> letdown when you only have a Subaru to get you <laughs> from point A to point B and not a unicorn. And when you've got a cat and a dog instead of a dinosaur, um, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the same a huge letdown in comparison to like what her rainbow family could offer her. So no, most of the time it was, they were on like these way more fantastic adventures. As time went on, in addition to processing those feelings that she couldn't do the same things as she did before, Nora started to process death through her rainbow family as well. Kind of the worst COVID got all of a sudden the rainbow family would get blood. That's what she would say, basically, like, as in they got hurt. But she would say it was them getting blood. <laughs> and someone would oh. die. Like, there's a very tragic, the pet dinosaur would eat them. Or, like, they would fall off their unicorn. <laughs> and they would die. They would get blood and they would die. <laughs> we are like, mildly concerned for a while because there are these, like, very tragic <laughs> deaths. But the good news is, is when you're part of the rainbow family, you only, you only quote unquote, get dead for a day and then you come back to life the next day. So then the next day, you know, like rainbow grandma comes back or rainbow dad or whatever. I know a lot of parents um, just felt the sense of guilt because their kids went from active and friendships and playing to not leaving house. We never necessarily felt guilty because we felt like every decision that we made during that time, we made with like their health and safety in mind. When she was a baby, she was very, very sick. She had bacterial meningitis and almost died from this infectious disease when she was four weeks old. I have lived in that space when you are wondering like, is my child going to die? And I just don't want to risk it. Obviously, she's struggling a little bit, you know, and you sort of just, you feel sad because you're like, well, there's nothing I can do. I don't feel bad that we are, you know, not going to like do a lot of our normal things or that, you know, interactions with people like look different because we have to kind of take into consideration that you have like this little itty bitty baby sister who... You know, we're concerned about protecting our two older ones, certainly, but also this, like, very little baby, Um, you know. So in the early days of COVID, when you just didn't have a lot of information, it was, you know, your decision-making was really based around, like, well, what do we feel like we can do safely? It was sad, right? Because you were sort of, like, absorbing the impact of this very difficult situation that, like, as a parent and as a human, you're struggling to cope with yourself. And then as a parent, you obviously have these little lives that are also being impacted and they can't rationalize it and they can't make sense out of it in the same way that you can as an adult. So it was harder for them to cope. And it really just brought up all the feelings of the heaviness of that situation where, you know, you knew that there's only so much you could do to help your kids through that time. And you were just sort of doing the best that you could. Eventually, things start to shift back to more of a normal for Nora. She gets back to preschool and she gets to do some of the activities that she had done before. But the Rainbow family just sticks around. And then... Then as she evolved and kind of got to go back to more and more normal things, Rainbow Family sort of became like a leverage tool. Like, 
Can I have a piece of candy? No. Well, my rainbow mom, my rainbow mom lets me candy whenever I want and however much I want. It's like, you know, a teenager who's like, well, so-and-so's mom lets them do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's sort of what it was. Like, oh, well, Rainbow Mom doesn't make me do chores. Rainbow Mom doesn't get mad when I hit my brother. <laughs> Rainbow Mom was just real chill. <laughs> Did you ever say like, well, I mean, just like you would with a neighbor, well, I'm not Rainbow Mom and... Now you're in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I'd be like, well, I guess you can take that up with Rainbow Mom when you go home tonight, but you chose chose to come visit me. So I guess you're just going to have to follow my rules. (laughs) I love kids. (laughs) She never really had a comeback for that, right? I never said it, but in my head, I wanted to be like, well, if Rainbow Mom's so great, if Rainbow Family's so great, why do you come visit us, you know? (laughs) But... (laughs) Obviously, like, you know, I'm going to be the adult in that situation and I'm not going to say it to her, but (laughs) I'd be like, well, you're here with me and, you know, we have to follow my rules just like you follow someone else's rules when you go to their house. So Nora started talking about her rainbow family when she was just three and a half. And she's five and a half now. And she is still talking about the rainbow family. It's been two years. And then one night we're driving home from dance. She was really tired coming out of dance that night. We were just having a really quiet ride. And out of nowhere, she goes, Mom, I have something I need to tell you. I go, ooh, this sounds serious. What's up? She goes, um, my rainbow family is not real. And I was like, (laughs) what? The rainbow family isn't real? What do you mean? And she goes, I know. I said, I'm so surprised. And she goes, I know. She was like, they're just made up. I've just been telling you stories, but they're not a real rainbow family. I don't have another family. It's it's just you guys. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss hearing about the rainbow family. Are you still going to visit them? And she goes, no. I just told you they're not real. I was like, okay. I said, well, when we get home, we should make sure we tell dad. that the, you know, we should tell dad about the rainbow family. I think he's going to be interested in this. So we walk in and I say to my husband and go, dad, Nora has something pretty serious she wants to talk to you about. So, you know, gives her his full attention. And she goes, dad, my rainbow family, they're not real. And he goes, oh, I'm so shocked. And she goes, I know. I know you're going to be sad that I don't have a rainbow family, but I've just been lying to you and making up Rainbow Family stories. And he goes, wow, that that is shocking. And she goes, I know, but I'm gonna go get a snack now. (laughs) And then that was it. Do you know what made her finally tell you that? Like, that this isn't real? Do you think she just grew out of it? I, I think so. I don't know. We had been talking a lot about like, she was getting ready for kindergarten. You know, we had kindergarten roundup. And so she's getting ready. We're, you know, we're just sort of trying to get her used to the idea that like she's going to meet some new friends because she's going to kindergarten in the fall. And so I don't know if it was just all the talk of, you know, oh, you're getting so big and you're growing up and we're so happy and excited for you. I don't know if that like prompted her <laughs> or what, what? but I mean, like, 
she probably hadn't talked about them in a couple of weeks, which was kind of the longest that she had ever really gone about without mentioning them. So <laughs> that was the end of the <laughs> Rainbow family. She has not brought them up since. They have just disappeared. They're not real anymore. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Caitlin's story about her daughter, Nora. In addition to being a mama to three little people, Caitlin is also the director of marketing at a startup company and hosts a podcast herself called Start Marketing, where she helps small business owners learn how to start marketing their business. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I need your help. To help this show get in front of more mama listeners who might benefit from these stories, please follow, rate, and review the podcast. Go to mamaihearyou.com on whatever device you use to listen to your podcasts and click on the button that says rate this show. That's M-A-M-A-I-H-E-A-R-Y-O-U.com. Also at mamaihearyou.com, there is one of my favorite things. You can record your answer to the fun question of the month, such as, where do all the missing socks go? The answers will be pieced together in upcoming episodes with some of the best answers shared on Mama I Hear You's Instagram page and in the Facebook group. And finally, I would love to hear from you. At the website, you can leave me an audio message about the show or just motherhood in general, as well as fill out a short form if you'd like to share your own motherhood story on the show. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you.